birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Becca Marie and you are listening to Freedom Speak on Albuquerque's conservative talk, KDAZ 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website at freedomspeaknm.com and email me questions, comments, want to get started advertising, Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. That's my new email address. So with all this talk I hear about um, these laws in which they're going to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights, I had a lot of thoughts. I thought I would try to educate you guys a little bit on the Second Amendment, among other things. So the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution exists to emphasize our right to keep and bear arms. And we are not required to explain to our government why we choose to exercise that right. For those that don't already know the words to the Second Amendment, it's short, simple, and goes like this. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I had someone on social media the other day try to make the case for gun control when he stated that the Founding Fathers never intended for the government not to put restrictions on gun ownership due to the part of the Second Amendment that says a well-regulated militia. This person informed me that I was wrong when I referred to restrictions to gun ownership being unconstitutional. And there at the end of the first hour, we were talking about the meanings of words and how they try to change the meanings of words so that they can erase the past and they can change things in the past to try to make them mean something else. Well, I'm going to give you a little schooling here on exactly what all these words mean in the Second Amendment as they were written. I don't care what you do to change the name, change the meanings of these words. They still mean what they meant when it was written. I replied back to this person to let them know that they are in, the, in fact wrong and they are ignorant as to the meaning of the language used in the Constitution. In the language of the time the Bill of Rights was written, the term well-regulated meant something much different than what you might think of today. I found a great reference to this term as to what it meant at the time it was used in the Constitution from the Oxford English Dictionary of the time. It stated that this term referred to the property of something being in proper working order. Something that was well-regulated was calibrated correctly, functioning as expected. 
Establishing government oversight of the people's arms was not only not the intent in using the phrase in the Second Amendment, but it was also precisely to render the government powerless to do so that the founders wrote it. What about the term militia as used in the Second Amendment? During the time of the nation's founding, the militia was a group of men that could be called upon to fight for the nation during times of war and was a positive force on hand to aid the nation in times of conflict. These were not trained soldiers or a government-ran army. Nowadays, most people think of the militia as a group of domestic terrorists with a political agenda. Well, that's not what it meant back then. When reading the Constitution, you need to understand the meaning of the words of what they meant when written. Keep and bear arms means to own and use a weapon, whether it be a gun, a cannon, as Joe, Joe likes to mention, a knife, a baseball bat, pepper spray, or any other tool you want to have to lawfully defend yourself. As I was once told by a friend that was former Special Forces, a weapon is only a tool, and anything can be used as a weapon. He would often demonstrate. We would play a little game with him. We'd hand him any kind of object, and he would demonstrate us, it, to us how you could use it to kill somebody. <laughs> it was fun. Lastly, the phrase shall not be infringed. Shall is an order without exception. This means it will be done, no ifs, ands, or buts. Not be means basically it's not going to happen. The word infringed means to commit a breach or infraction of or violate or transgress. So when you talk about them making a new law to prevent somebody from having a gun or somehow limiting what kind of gun you can have, well, that's clearly infringement. The Second Amendment was, has a very simple meaning. You have the right to own and use a weapon in a lawful way, and the government has absolutely no right to interfere with, tax, license, or limit your access to a gun or any other arm. The Second Amendment has already been violated by our out-of-control government over and over for many years. Laws passed that restrict what kind of gun you can own, taxes on gun purchases, background checks, permit requirements, all of this clearly falls into the category of infringement and is therefore unconstitutional. We now hear talk of red flag laws and psychological evaluations that could bypass any due process and potentially have the government confiscating your guns simply because someone claims that you are a threat. Well, that not only violates the Second Amendment, but no, numerous other amendments as well. Let's say I post something on social media or even say something on this radio show that someone doesn't like and they call into the snitch line and say they believe I am unstable and dangerous. Maybe a little unstable, I'm not really sure. I've had some people tell me that. With red flag laws in place, the government would have the right by law to come without a warrant and take away my guns. Without being found guilty of anything and without a trial, my personal property, namely my guns, 
have been stolen from me by the government that is supposed to be protecting my rights. To get my guns back, I will need to spend a lot of money on a lawyer. By the way, isn't this racist? Isn't this, isn't this um, something against poor people? Because poor people can't, can't afford lawyers. This will be their new weapon to shut me up. Anyone will have the ability to make me choose between my freedom of speech and my right to bear arms. Red flag laws are the next step in the tyrannical playbook of total subjugation. Once my guns are gone, I can then be forced to shut up as well. Your guns would go away. Don't worry, the thugs and criminals will get to keep their guns. Maybe we could pay the criminals for protection. With 10 turncoats, I mean Republicans on board, the US Congress is all ready to pass some red flag laws. Please understand that even though these laws sound good in theory, they are too open-ended in reality. Heard of the slippery slope? There you go. A federal judge has ruled that Republican candidate for governor Ryan Kelly of Michigan will have to surrender his guns while awaiting trial on misdemeanor criminal charges related to the U.S. Capitol riot. Oh, there we go. Another, another resident for the DC gulags. This citizen has not been convicted of any crime, and yet he is being forced to yield his weapons. You and I could be next. We need to be mindful of the 300 men, women, and children murdered by their government in the village of Mora in the Mopti region of central Malai three months ago. The Malai government considered them extremists. Does that sound familiar? This kind of reminds me of how we keep being warned here in America about the dangers of us uncontrollable church-going extremists. Remember clinging to our guns and our Bibles? Yeah. As thousands of merchants and villagers filled the market of Mora in central Malai, trading cattle in a vast pen and stocking up on spices and vegetables, doing their shopping basically, in the town's sandy alleys, suddenly five low-flying helicopters thrummed overhead, some firing weapons and drawing gunfire in return. Villagers ran for their lives, but there was nowhere to escape. The helicopters were dropping soldiers on the town's outskirts to block all the exits. You may think it sounds far-fetched that this could happen in America, but just look at everything that has happened over the past couple of years. Did you ever think any of that could happen? Anybody that you told the stuff that happened over the past couple of years, say three years ago, would have said, oh, you're crazy, you're a conspiracy theorist. Actually, a lot of things that happened, I did predict them before they happened, and people told me I was crazy and a conspiracy theorist. Just imagine if we no longer had our guns and the government could do anything they wanted to us without fear of a response. In a quote by Thomas Jefferson, he stated, the laws that forbid the carrying of arms disarm only those who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crimes. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They serve rather to encourage than to prevent homicides. For an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. 
pretty good stuff, huh? Oh, yes. What's y'all's thoughts? All these gun control laws serve to disarm law-abiding citizens. Criminals are still going to have the guns. That's why they're criminals, because they don't follow the law. So all these you know, laws that sound really good about taking guns out of uh, keeping people safe from getting rid of guns, it's not going to work. I mean, it's like that old saying, when you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. Yes. Yep. So true. Any law that uh, supersedes the Constitution, or, or, or in, their, in their words anyways, is automatically null and void. <laughs> no statute, no new law. The fact that our legislatures even discuss uh, putting any law against our Second Amendment is treason in itself. That's why they tried to pass a law here saying that anybody that calls out these legislators or elected officials as committing treason is a crime. They tried to pass that bill. It didn't pass because it can't constitutionally. They can never ever pass a bill against any of our rights. And if they do, it is our duty to ignore it. Exactly. Yeah. But then what happens is you get a bill that starts off as two pages, it gets shot down, they go and noodle about it, and then it comes back as 162 pages. And worse than that, uh, they don't allow the public to feed in on this. So it's, you know, what are you burying and burying in the misinformation? You know, like Nancy Pelosi, she sponsored the COVID bill, the COVID relief funds. Well, in that legislation are funds for a bridge in San Francisco and a whole bunch of other things that just don't apply. You know, they, they bury it in, yeah. in the fluff. Well, this thing they're trying to pass in Congress right now, from what I understand, it has a lot of pork in it as well. They do this. They, they, they take something and they, they get a lot of people to go for it because it's, it, it makes them feel good. It's like, oh, this is going to help, you know. And they're using these, these school shootings as, you know, like this thing that happened the other day in Texas. There should, that shouldn't have happened. You know, I had a discussion with a, um, a retired police officer the other day about that. And I got to thinking a lot about what he told me. And it's like he was telling me, well... You know, what are these cops supposed to do? Run into the line of fire? Well, that's kind of part of the job. It's like, you know, you've got 19 children in a room being murdered. As, you, as you're standing outside the freaking door doing nothing, here you've got, from what I understand, there were 11 people standing outside, 11 armed police officers standing out that, outside that door. And they gave us this BS story that supposedly the door was locked. Turns out, apparently, the door was not locked at all, ever. They could have walked right in. And they had shields, and they had bulletproof vests. Um, part of what you take on when you decide to be a police officer is you say that, yes, I will run towards danger because that's my job. Mm -hmm. And because of their inaction, we have, what, 19 dead children? Little kids standing in there with a bad guy with a gun. Can you imagine when you were... How old were these kids? They were, what, six, seven years yeah, old? elementary school. Little, little babies, you know? And imagine when you were that old, and imagine if somebody, some bad guy with a gun was standing there, and he was saying that he was going to kill you. Imagine how terrified these poor little kids were. I, I mean, the thought of it just breaks my heart. It really does. 
and you've got these guys standing outside, what the heck is their job? Yeah. If their job isn't to run in and try to stop the attack and save the children, what is their job? Because they were useless at that point. Yeah. What, what, would, what would the uh, scene have looked like if any of these police officers had kids in that school? Do you think they'd be standing outside listening to the gunfire? I mean, all you have no further to look than uh, uh, that Hispanic lady that went in and took her two kids out. And how about the uh, off-duty patrol or uh, border patrol agent that went in and, and neutralized it? Well, and you, you also had a one of the teachers uh, was married to a cop, and he tried to go in, and they told him to leave. They took his weapon. Yeah. They wouldn't let him go in and defend his own wife. We need full investigations into those that are giving the orders for these police officers to stand down. It's just like our mayor here in Albuquerque telling everybody to stand down when the, the riots were happening and the statutes were being pulled down. Um, these, these people giving orders are funded by the cartels and we need full transparency. We need to, to do a full audit on their books, on their financials and, and open up their life so that we can see exactly where these orders are coming from. Yeah, and, and the government wants to disarm all of us. What, are we going to count on guys like this to protect us? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're a bunch yeah. of cowards. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, personally, I think, <coughs> I think they, should be, they should all be fired for failing to do their job. It's like, yeah, being a police officer is dangerous. That's the job that you took on. You know, just like when you sign up for the military and they send you off to war. Yeah, you're gonna be shot at. Mm -hmm. Bad guys are gonna be shooting at you. That's why I was running the sheriff campaign that I was, and yet the status quo got put back in office where are now the options that we have to choose from in our county sheriffs here in Bernalillo County. If everybody wants the status quo, and of course we know the rigged elections also uh, keep that status quo there. Oh, but that's just a conspiracy, yeah. Josh. But if we want change, <laughs> if we don't want insanity, we got to make a real change. Yeah. yeah, we do. So what happened in Uvalde, Texas? Unacceptable. And personally, if I was a, if I were those parents, I'd be asking a lot of questions. I'd be bringing a lot of lawsuits. And yeah, go ahead. You. I was just going to mention. I'd, uh, did you hear about the uh, town, the city council meeting that uh, journalists and parents showed up? I, apparently, I'm assuming that they were going to ask questions about what happened at the school, but the Uvalde police removed them all because the city council felt intimidated by their presence. Well, they should be. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that concerns me, too, is that they've also voted uh, or ruled on uh, demolishing the school. Well, when you demolish the crime scene, you demolish all the evidence. Yes. That's right. They did the same thing at Sandy Hook. Yep. Mm -hmm. you know, exactly. We still, there's still proof that we don't have that everything happened the way that they said it, that it did. Right. Well, you know, Alex Jones was talking a lot about that Sandy Hook thing, and people were calling him crazy. They do that all the time. Yeah. Personally, I think the guy is uh, probably dead on on everything he says. He was talking about uh, the... Um, you saw the thing with the crisis actors, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's got the real photo evidence to prove it. And it's like, how do you dispute that? You know, it's like, what really happened? I mean, do we really know? I don't think we do. I don't think we know what really happened at all. And it's like, these guys at this thing, apparently they were just lying through their teeth about what was going on. They were talking about the door being locked and they had to wait. 
wait for somebody with a key. It's like, really? Wait for somebody with a key? You got children being murdered just on the other side of the door, and you're waiting for a stinking key? Break the door down if you have to. Yeah. How do, how do these guys sleep at night? I, I don't see how yeah. they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. time, time will tell. You know, uh, future proofs past, and, and just like Sandy Hook, we've got so much evidence that not a single thing they said happened there happened. That's why they destroyed the building. That's why they've they stopped talking about it. Anytime anything that they're doing is fake, and they, there is crisis actors involved, the story disappears rapidly. Just like the shooting that happened on the subway in uh, in New York and the Boston bombing. If we go back and watch the video, you'll see people pouring blood onto the concrete and dusting everybody up and making it. it I've worked in the yeah. film industry for over 20 years, and that was a film set that was going on. There's a lot of questions that need to be asked, really. I mean, did, did something happen? I don't know. Did it? I don't know. I mean, with, with, all, the, with all the questions we have about the crisis actors and, and stuff, being uh, us being mid misled about the truth how do we know if any of it's true we don't know well i mean uh, lies are the only things that have a problem with being questioned yeah so to me if you say okay. that something is a conspiracy theory that it's fake news well, then those are the things that I have to pay more attention to now, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's how I do research for my show is like I'll, I have a lot of people say, I was like, well, I don't watch cable news anywhere or anything like that. That's fine. Um, I have to because this is kind of what I do. You know, I, I will watch the cable news. I will look for them to point out an interesting topic that I like. And then I will do my own research on that topic to try to find the truth and to find act the actual facts on it. Because if you just go by what they're saying, you're not hearing the truth. You know, and even in terms of like, you, just your standard internet search, anything that's, you know, the, the first to the fifth link, just totally throw that out. Start digging a lot deeper to things that go under the algorithm. That's where you're yeah. gonna find the truth. Yeah, what I do is I'll find, I'll, I'll look at like subtopics in, in the thing that I'm reading. It's like, oh, that's an interesting thing here. Let me look that up. And then I put the pieces together. And then it forms a completely different story mm -hmm. than what they're telling you. Yeah, there's there's a, a bunch of new search engines coming out that uh, don't run these uh, same algorithms that Google does. And you, and you do a search on those, and you come up with completely different results, which I think are a lot more credible than, you know, if you look on uh, uh, Bing or Google or any of those. Well, you know, I was, I, I was talking about, some, what's that, uh, um, God, I wish I would think about that name. You know how they're talking about how they, they supposedly been kidnapping children, and then they've been under fear, they've, adrenochrome, okay. Mm -hmm. So you hear about this thing about, I, I honestly don't know the truth about adrenochrome. I really don't, okay? But what I do know is there are a lot of people that are saying a lot of things about it. And if you do a, a, a Google search on adrenochrome, you come up with nothing. It's like, it's like it's been scrubbed. It's not there. All of these people that are saying things about it, 
It's not there. Well, shouldn't I be allowed to read what everybody's saying about it? Isn't the internet supposed to be open and free and, and, and for everybody to just share information? I mean, that's what, that was the purpose of the internet when it was developed. It's like so we could freely share information. But yet, these corrupt organizations like Google are building these algorithms in which things that does, don't forward their narrative don't get out there. Yep. And so, I don't know the truth about adrenochrome. I really don't. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. A lot of people are convinced it's a real thing. I don't know. I haven't seen the facts yet, but I'm open-minded to it. Well, there's um, you know, a lot of people believe that it's total conspiracy, but during the lockdowns, um, Trump said it, uh, and a lot of people missed it, that there's nine patents of adrenochrome, and that two of them at the time of the lockdowns were still active. Um, and, and if you get into the research of all that, I mean, it takes you right back to Wuhan, China. It mm -hmm. takes you back to uh, the Ukraine and, and these bioweapons labs. It takes you back to Planned Parenthood. It takes you back to the universities, like the University of New Mexico right here. And they're all involved in those patents. Hmm. Yeah, well... You know, and there's a lot of missing children out there. There's been missing children for my entire life. I, I remember, remember the milk cartons at school? Yeah. Remember those? I, I don't think they have those anymore. But I remember when I was a kid on the milk cartons, they'd have pictures of children that were missing. And there were a lot of them, apparently. And now, and now we're, we're importing children from all around the world across our southern border. Where are they going? After they get across that border, where are they going? They're showing up with people that aren't their parents. Were they kidnapped and then brought there to be sold into whatever in this country? And then many of the sources that are in our country, right here in New Mexico, that are supposed to be helping these problems are actually part of the problem, uh, whether it be CPS, CYFD, um, the, the Dreamers or whatever the... the trafficking dream program is here in the war zone, there's many of these groups are actually uh, participating in human trafficking, uh, covered up as those that are saving human traffickers or, or the people being trafficked. You know, and our border control uh, patrol, I mean, I've, I've met some of these guys. I, I believe that they're really, they're doing the best they can, but they're basically being used uh, to facilitate the trafficking. I mean, they're not, they're not, throwing people out and, and out of the country and saying you don't belong here, get out, or preventing them from getting in. No, they're just simply waiting there for them so they can greet them and put them on a bus and then bring them into the country and process them. And then uh, Joe Biden uh, manages to have them put on airliners and flown all over the country to who knows where. And what's interesting too is that Biden was so quick to mandate, mandate health care, mandate government contractors. Everybody has to get the vaccine. None of these people coming over the border are vaccinated. They're not tested. They're not vaccinated. They're not vetted. Come on in. Where's the double standard and why does it exist? You know, who's benefiting from that? Oh, yeah. Well, I think we know who's benefiting from yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So... These, these gun legislation that they're trying to pass, there were a, a bunch of Republicans that voted for this bill. 
and it clearly has things that would be un fall under the classification of red flag laws. So that's a real concern. It's like, okay, a red fla flag law exists, number one, that, that violates the Constitution in numerous ways. It, it, it violates the Second Amendment easily. It violates your right to due process. It violates your right to be considered innocent until proven guilty. And so what happens? Somebody doesn't like you, like I mentioned in my open. It's like somebody didn't like what you say. Well, nobody's going to follow up on them. They're going to call in. They're going to make an anonymous call to whatever. They're probably going to set up a snitch line for this. I'm sure they will. And they're going to snitch you out because they don't like you for some reason. Somebody doesn't like what I have to say. Some liberal nitwit is going to snitch me out and say, oh, I think she's dangerous and I know she has guns. So I think you, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid for my life and I think you need to go get her guns. So without a warrant, without due process, they show up at my house and uh, I think we, we know how they show up at people's houses. We've seen that happening. We, we saw that happening with Navarro the other day. We saw that happening with multiple people that were present on January 6th at the Capitol. They show up at your house when it's still dark before the sun comes up. They bring in some kind of military tactical team. I mean, they're in military gear with military weapons. And in one case, they even brought in some kind of vehicle with a gun turret on it. And then they were also, also, you know, you, you, you come out and you see red dots all over you. You see red dots all over your children. You see red dots all over your spouse. And they're even pointing them at the neighbors if the neighbors try to do anything. So hey, I want to continue this discussion. We're at the break. We're going to come back right after the break and continue this uh, discussion on the red flag laws. Be right back. Agave Builders, we are a veteran, family-owned company since 1993. If you have a small honey-do list or need a home built, we can help you with that. So call us at 505-385-6680. Do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub? We are also a premier walk-in tub dealer. We can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com. We are also a VA-certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505-385-6680. That's 505-385-6680. 
Longing to be free of pain? Free of pain meds? To move freely and easily again? Call Dr. Lynn today. 505-200-0271. RiverLightCommunityPT.com. 505-200-0271. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com Welcome back. You're listening to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie. And you are listening to Conservative Talk ABQ KDAZ 96.9 FM AM 700 and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website at its new address of freedomspeaknm.com. You can watch replays of all of my shows. And you can download the show notes, which I provide so that you can see the references I use to everything I talk about. So you can do your own further research. Also, I want to give some love to my advertisers, Agave Builders, Perkins Protection Training, and River Light Community Physical Therapy. All awesome people. I personally know them all. So we're talking about the red flag law thing. Okay, It eliminates due process. And we have seen that the FBI has become basically the private thugs for Joe Biden. Joe Biden literally tells the FBI what to do now. Somebody that is a political opponent they don't like, saying things they don't like, even somebody that's a candidate for governor. They send the FBI out, they show up in the middle of the night with military equipment, gun turrets, people with assault rifles, with lasers, laser sights. You got lasers all over the place. They drag you out of your house. They put you in handcuffs and leg irons without being found guilty of any crime. Many times without a warrant, they drag your children out of the house. They drag your spouse out of the house. They threaten neighbors. This is the police state we are living in now under this illegitimate basement-dwelling idiot. And now they're trying to take away our guns. And with red flag laws, <clears throat> they leave it open to just literally just do mass conf confiscations. All they have to do is make an, make an accusation. What if they make an accusation against, against an entire group of people? 
So all these people, this group of people, they're all dangerous and they've been conspiring against the government. They're insurrectionists. And we know they all have guns. So you need to go get all their guns. Do you think that sounds far-fetched? I don't think so. Not from what I've seen. Our government's out of control. And I know I'm a member of a number of freedom groups. I'm sure we're on their, their hit list. I was listening to a thing that Candace Owens did the other day, and I'm totally with her on this. There's a lot of things I'll put up with and try to deal with it diplomatically, like we've been doing. We've been supporting candidates, trying to get them in office, and we've had some success there. But the hill I will die on, literally, is when they come to confiscate my weapons. You know, I was talking with my guests here earlier, and we were talking about how the government gets away with this unconstitutional, illegal stuff, mandates. A mandate doesn't mean squat. You know who mandates are for? Okay. Mandates apply to people that work for the government. If you work for the government and the government does a mandate that you have to follow, well, as an employee of the government, you have to follow the mandate. That's as far as the power of a mandate goes. I'm a private citizen. I do not give a crap about a mandate. I will never follow a mandate. It means nothing to me. I was talking to Bridget about this yesterday, about mandates. And she's in the same camp as I have. We do not follow mandates. We don't follow mask mandates. We don't follow vax mandates. We don't follow social distancing mandates. As a matter of fact, uh, apparently she, she also busted a bread line at a store like I did. <laughs> and it was funny because you, as, as I'm walking by, people, you can't do that. You can't do that. Watch me do Watch it. me. That's what I said. Like when I was busting the bread line at the Walmart. Just people are lined up out there in the freezing cold. They were out there for over an hour. I said, I'm not going to do this. I walked right up to the door. Who's coming with me? And I even walked down the line. Hey, I'm taking the lead. All you have to do is follow me. And they were all a bunch of cowards. I had, I had like two people follow me in. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go with you. It's like, great, let's do it. And so as I'm walking in, <laughs> I love telling this story. The security people that were at the door, you, you better not do that. Why? What are you going to do about it? I'm walking in. It's cold out here. I don't want to. Everybody come with me. I was so, I've been so disappointed in my fellow Americans over the past couple of years about how weak they are and how easily they're controlled. And it's like, I, yeah, there were a few people that stood up with me. There was a couple, a man and his wife stood up and they followed me in. And, but nobody else did. You would think that after a few people, we could get like the whole mob mentality going. That was, that's what I was hoping. Let's get the mob mentality going. Let's get everybody saying, well, they're doing it. I'm going to do it too. You know, usually it only takes one person to get on the dance floor and start dancing and maybe a second person to get on the dance floor and start dancing and then everybody else comes out. 
No, no, not this time. And I think a, a lot of it boils down to that common sense isn't very common. You know, when you start to break down some of these, you know, uh, laws or mandates, wh whatever whatever word you want to put on it, if you boil it down to common sense and you break it apart, it, it doesn't make any sense. So if it doesn't make any sense, why am I doing it? There's, you know? I'm sorry. There's There's a lot of pressure when these mandates come out for everybody to conform, you know, when you, like, uh, uh, you and I did a uh, unmasked shopping trip together, oh boy, a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago, yeah. And, and we walked in, and there were people inside the store that saw this come in, and their masks came off. Again. And it just big smiles and joined us. Mm -hmm. But that was it. There were, I think there were like three people that did that. And I, I've had people say to me, because I, you know, in my in my job in my regular life and I will not wear a mask I'm sorry I'm not doing it yep. you're so brave well uh, what has really? happened what what has happened to our thought process what about when the real pressure comes on thank you and but you really have to be brave what but what happens to the common sense of it's it's brave to breathe it's brave to not have my breath filtered by a piece of cloth that traps every little bit of dirt that walks by mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't understand that. I know, and, and you know, there's no limit to how far it can go. I mean, and the reason I bring up Nazi Germany is look how far it went there. People complied, they went along, they didn't fight back, and ultimately they followed orders and they, they, they marched onto the trains, they marched into the gas chambers. Yeah. They did all this. Now, why, you, you ask, I, I don't hear at least in the history books, I don't hear about a massive number of people fighting back. I would personally die fighting. I would. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And you're going to kill me before I do that. But there aren't a lot of people like that. And we're seeing that. People, are, people have rolled over with the slightest little threat, really no threat at all. Was there a threat for me at the Walmart? No. Yeah. These people can't touch me. If those if those renegades had touched me, I could have I could have had them charged with assault. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to know your rights. Well, and it's also the illusion of safety. You know what has happened now. I mean, we're we're about the same age, and you know we used to climb trees, and I mean I've broken bones as a kid and knocked teeth out, and I had a great time growing up. Safety wasn't really a concern. No. But everyone is, they're shrouded in this illusion of safety. What are you safe from? A virus isn't going to kill you. Somebody else's threats aren't going to kill you. Somebody else's words. Somebody else's words aren't going to kill yeah, you. That sounds better. Why are you so obsessed with being safe? Mm -hmm. Do you even understand what true safety is? And, and how, how personally in control you are of that? Well, the safety you should be concerned with is whether you're safe from your government. Exactly. That's the safety you should be concerned with. I mean, we are you not watching what's going on around you? Are you not watching the goon squads, the FBI goon squads, and, and, and going in and hauling people away just because they don't like what they have to say? 
These are elected officials, they work for us, and that's a reality that a lot of people don't get. And it's funny, when you say that to people, it's like, wait a minute, the people that are making these rules for you are people that you elected to run your government, not your life. Yeah. What part of that don't you understand? Yeah. You know, and the reason I talk about this a lot is because, you know, like the other day, Joe is already talking about, oh, there's going to be another pandemic. Well, how do you know that? Yeah. Oh, unless you're planning it. It's like, yeah, there's going to, I think you can bet on it. There's going to be another pandemic. Mm -hmm. And when it might happen is hmm, probably close to November, I'm guessing. What do you think? Yeah. Or our own governor, you know, with, at the beginning of all this COVID stuff, we're going to be locked down until there's a vaccine. Oh, so you're so confident that they can develop something that normally takes eight to 10 years to roll out. Yeah. We've never, ever come up with a cure for the common cold. Thank you. But yet they're going to come up with a cure for something more complex. I'd say this is the greatest thing that could ever happen for America and the world. Bring it on because I do not believe that people will stand by and let it happen again. And for sure, not those of us that call ourselves true patriots. Well, I... I'm pretty sure of that, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the people that are, that are in our circles are not going to take it. But what about the masses of everybody else? And there's a lot more of them than there is us. And, and I just kind of wonder, will these people keep taking it? Will they keep taking it until they're being marched into the trains and marched into the gas chambers or marched wherever they want them to go, into the FEMA prison camps or wherever they want to mar march them? Are they just going to obediently do that and just roll over? Or are they going to finally find a backbone and fight back? Well, the interesting thing that I'm noticing is that the only people that are getting sick now, the only people that are getting hospitalized now are the people who have taken the vaccines and the boosters. So you may not even be well enough to fight. Mm -hmm. That's true. Even the Bible says there will be people left behind. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I just kind of going backwards a little bit. I wanted there was a point I wanted to make about how how all these people can let this happen, and I think part of it is we've kind of been conditioned to think of ourselves as being virtuous to follow rules. So people people say, well, I'm going to follow this mandate, or I'm going to put on this mask, or I'm going to get vaxxed because that's what the government is telling me, and I'm virtuous because I'm following the rules. I'm a good follower, a good rule follower, when, you know, like, like you were saying earlier, there's no common sense. You know, if you think about this, even minor, minorly, critically, it doesn't make sense. But see, most so, people aren't critical thinking. That's the problem. They're not. They're just blindly following orders. And, and that goes back to the school system. They, I can remember taking some classes where they actually taught you to think critically. And most of the people nowadays have no critical thinking skills. They just do what they're told. Yeah. Well, and it kind of, it's like a t-shirt I have at home. You know, well-behaved women rarely make history. You know, the compliers are not the people that are going to change the world. The compliers are not the people that are going to uncover the truth. Yep. It's the people that are willing to stand up and say, I'll sacrifice myself for this, mm -hmm. either literally or virtually. Yep. Yeah. Well, the compliers are the ones that obediently uh, march onto the trains and into the gas chambers and into the FEMA camps. Yep. The, the ones that make a mark on history are people like us that say, no, I'm not going to do that. And... I'm going to fight. That's right. 
And it's not bravery, it's survival. It's it like, is. What, what has happened to your survival instinct where you're not willing to stand up for what you know is in your own best interest? Not what the government tells you. What is in your best interest? What do you feel that you need to do? Right. Yeah. These critical times are building heroes. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I, I never realized I could be so brave as I have been the past couple of years. I never had to be up until then. You know, it's just like a lot of people just living my life. And then it's like this started happening. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it's like I found it from deep within. Yeah. You know, like, like busting that bread line. That's You're right. God. That's God. That did take a little, I, I think I agree. Yeah. It did take some bravery, didn't it, Bridget? A little bit. I mean, a little when, you, bit. When, when you've got, when you have to walk past a group of people that you know could probably pile on top of you and say, you know, I, I'm just going to continue going and you hear the, oh, did you see what she did? Oh, oh she, but she's going. No, somebody, somebody needs to stop her. Some, it, yeah. it takes a lot of courage to walk past that. It, I mean, it, I'm not a big, I'm not a physically large woman. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the same point uh, on that uh, unmasked shopping trip that we were together on walking out with a couple of people and had people that were still standing in line there yelling at us. It's called COVID, you morons. Uh-huh. It's like, who's the moron? You're the one standing out. The cold freezing your butt off and I've got my groceries. And it was right before Thanksgiving. I had to uh, go into a grocery store and I, I busted the bread line and, and did my shopping. And I had a store manager type of person come up to me and say, you have to wear a mask to be in the store. I said, I don't have to do anything. And I have a, you know, full cart of, of, of stuff. And he says, well, you have to wear a mask. And I said, well, your choice. I've got about $200 worth in this cart. I can put on a mask and walk out and you can put all this away or you can let me continue on my way and I can pay for it and we'll both be happy. He walked away. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I was in a grocery store with my uh, uh, daughter and my younger son and not wearing a mask. And we went through the whole store until we were on our way over to the uh, checkout stand. And the manager stops us and he goes, um, you need to have a mask on. And if you refuse to wear a mask, we can't help you. And he goes, sound fair? I said, no, it doesn't sound fair. I walked right past him and onto the checkout line and checked out and walked out. And I've, I've seen other people uh, that I've shopped with where they refuse to check you out without a mask. Yeah. And it's, well, we, we can't check you out unless you put a mask on. But I've been through the entire store without a mask. And it's, okay, I'll see it your way. And they walk away and leave a whole, you know, the whole uh, thing with groceries. It's like, okay, somebody now has to put all that stuff away. Mm -hmm. So who won here? Yeah. yeah. Yep. You have to have the attitude that you are not going to give in no matter what. Yeah. And we need more people like us to push back and say, I'm not going to comply. I don't recognize your mandates as having any authority over me. Because there is going to be another time. They are going to do it again. They're not going to stop. Yep. You know, I, I was listening <clears throat> to somebody on the news this morning. I can't remember who it was. I think it's uh, one of the reporters on OEN. And... He said, if they're not going to stop, they're not going to stop ever. It's like we could elect a Republican president, you know, and we could have full Republican leadership. We could turn things around, but these people are never going to stop. Yep. Until one thing happens, we stop complying. That's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it stops. Stop complying. 
hey, and if you want a group of people, you know, like it, when this happens again, which it will, and oh my God, New Mexico, you, I'm just going to say it right now, you are such morons if you vote for MLG in this next election. Totally. I'm just going to say it. You're a moron if you vote for MLG. Well, I pray that people take the time to go read your constitution because if you vote for anybody that's part of the establishment, you're voting for MLG. Mark Ronchetti is MLG. There is no difference. You want a man instead of a woman? Fine. Vote Mark Ronchetti. We need to vote our hearts. We need to vote people. Uh, and, and like I said before, I, I just really don't believe that this election is even going to go down. And if we the people are upholding our constitutional duty, we are going to arrest those that are in office right now uh, for treason because we don't vote out treasonous criminals. And if you look at history, that does never happen. Yeah. No, you're right about the treasonous criminals thing. I got to... You and I, we have a dis different point of view on the Ron Ketty thing, you know. I, I look at it this way. I do not want four years of MLG, period, okay? Ron Ketty's the only option we have, okay? It's either Ron Ketty or MLG. I know I do not want MLG. I'm willing to take actor a chance. Actor or actor? Which one? I, I, I'm willing to take a chance on Ron Ketty. As a matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, if Ron Ketty's listening, which I doubt if he is, but... I'm going to try to get him on this show because I want to have I want to have a sit down with Mark Ronchetti and have a conversation, and I want to ask him a lot of questions and get to know him. I want you to ask him those hard questions yeah. because anytime any of you us know. people try to ask him those hard questions, he runs away. And so, if he is who he says he is, then it will it will come out, and it will be a good thing for him. Okay, uh, but I but I I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be fair. Yeah, you know, I, I always am, but I am going to ask questions, and I really do think it's something he needs to do. He needs to come on. I'm sure everybody will be listening. Everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to hear, you know, because there's a lot of people in the state that are thinking if MLG gets reelected, I I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to move out of the state. It's already getting to the point in this state in which, literally. If you want to get a job, all you have to do is just pick where you want to work. Everybody is hiring. Absolutely everybody. I don't think there's a single business in this state that is not hiring. It's like, where are all the people? Are they sitting at home playing Xbox and collecting um, government paychecks yep. on our backs, those of us that are actually out there working? If you're one of those people that are doing that, shame on you. You are a total bum, and I have no respect in you whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> I wanted to finish the, up this discussion about the reg flag laws and this garbage. By the way, oh, here, let me, let me read the names of these Republicans in this article in Newsweek um, that initially voted for... Uh, this unconstitutional garbage. Chris Jacobs of New York, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Fred Upton of Michigan, Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, and Adam Kinzinger of Illinois. And of course, that's expanded with the recent vote they took. And of course, all the normal, all the uh, the usual suspects, uh, what uh, Mittens, you know, of course, he voted for it. He's he's 
he's a rhino. And I think um, Murkowski, I think, that, that one up in, in Alaska. Maybe you can look up the names of those people. Anyway, so this is going to get out of control if it passes. I only hope that it fails when it moves along. Because if it don't, if these red flag laws go through, we're going to see some serious problems. And I think that uh, a lot of people like me that say that it's a hill they're willing to die on, it's going to be some serious problems when they try to come confiscate the guns. So this boyfriend loophole, you guys might have heard that term, boyfriend loophole. I wanted to mention that. Okay, so... What does that what does that apply to? Okay. Let's say for instance you are a victim of domestic violence and you have a husband or who knows maybe even a wife that's violent that's been beating you and threatening you and and you're afraid of them. Number 1 you should move out of the house. I don't know why you're still living with them. But what happens here is that these pe- these are often people that are poor and they're desperate and they have no place else to go. And so they're stuck in this situation, which this really, really disproportionately, the the Democrats are always referring to people as racist all the time, yet they're passing this bill which is gonna hurt poor people more than anything because the, these people that are poor, mostly women that are poor and living with these violent men because they have no place to go, in which they're afraid for their lives, are now going to be disarmed and not allowed to protect themselves. That's essentially what this boyfriend loophole is that they're getting rid of. So if you live in a house with a domestic abuser, somebody you're afraid of, you are now no longer going to be allowed to have a gun to protect yourself. So isn't this racist and isn't this, isn't this attack on poor people? That's exactly what it is. And so now they're going to be looking for, oh, well, who, who else? Oh, you got, a, you got another girlfriend on the side? Well, we're going to take away her right to keep and bear arms too. People that haven't committed any crimes whatsoever are going to have their right to keep and bear arms taken away from them simply because of the people they associate with. That's what it is that they're doing when they say they're going to close the boyfriend loophole. That's exactly what they're going to do. Any comments, guys? We're approaching the end of the second hour. (laughs) (laughs) Time's going fast. It does. It always does. It's like, and I didn't even cover all the stuff I wanted to cover in the second hour, but oh well, you know. So, what are we going to talk about in the third hour? Well, I know I want to cover the stuff that Bridget brought with her. That's some good stuff. The corruption of MLG. The list is long. We're going to talk about that, and oh, I want to t- I want to spend a few minutes talking about chemtrails because yep. Bob's all loaded for that one. Yeah. Anyway, so chemtrails and the corruption of MLG in the third hour. We will be right back. All my friends are heathens. Take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sense 
people who have rooms of people that they love one day Stocked away Just because we check the guns at the door doesn't mean our brains will change from hand grenades You love another psychopath sitting next to you You love another murderer sitting next to you You think I'd get here sitting next to you But after all I've said 